do video games make good movies? We're going to talk about that. Plus, my review of Tomb Raider. How's it going, everyone? Back for another episode of A Mark on Cinema, where we talk about anything and everything that has left a mark on the cinematic world. And I'm your host, Mark. So, uh, we're going to talk about video games and how they affected the movie world and how movies have affected video games. Um, first, I'm going to talk about my two-minute review. Recently, saw this movie um, over the weekend, and um, I, I, well, I enjoyed it. I'll say that. Um, I'm going to give you a full in-depth review, but uh, just at the top, I'm going to spoil some things. Probably going to spoil the whole movie. Just putting that out on Front Street, letting you know. Um, let's... Alright, so... You have the... Um, the uh, What's her name? Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies, which were kind of based on more the um, the older video games, and at the time, those games were pretty over the top and pretty wild. So it makes for the movies to be the same way. Um, that makes that the uh, they're more hokey or a little cheesy, over the top and action-packed with some crazy elements to it. Which, at the time, they, they were fine. Um, I really didn't have a problem with that movie at all. Um, but then you look back at them, they didn't really age that well. But now we've moved... A couple of video games have come out with a new Tomb Raider. Uh, a new feel for it. More um, reserved, but more aimed towards survival... And Laura Croft becoming the actual Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider that kind of has that um, background from the old games. This is her first steps. Uh, the video game, uh, the first video game that just came out is just called Tomb Raider. Uh, recently, that's what this new movie is is based off of. And even to the point where she looks exactly the same, she has some of the same wounds, her hair is the same, the outfit is pretty spot on, uh, the, the, um, the, the, you get a pickaxe, you get a, a rock climbing um, pickaxe in the game and she gets in, this, in the movie, it looks exactly the same. So they definitely... Uh, based everything they could off of that first game. And this time around, we have Alicia Vikander uh, playing Laura Croft. And I think she does an amazing job. She does an awesome job. Her, um, She's amazingly fit 
and looks like she can, you know, rip your head off at any moment. She, I, I think she pretty much nailed it. Um, but uh, let me lay out the story first and give you an overview of what, what Laura has to do in this um, whole plot. So, um, Laura's dad, uh, Richard Croft, uh, is obsessed with this Asian, um, folklore of a, um, a kind of witch or, um, not really a demon, but more, she, she's spreading death, um, throughout Asia and, he want, uh, she's been locked away and he finds out that there's a company that is trying to find her and uh, I don't know possess her power or something uh, something almost supernatural-esque and so he takes it upon himself to go find this um, Asian which I, her name is Himiko in the in the movie and uh, you only see references to her through art and stories and stuff like that and she is known as just almost pure evil through all this folklore so um, Richard Croft finds that he needs to go uh, stop this company from un- releasing her or something. And uh, so he leaves his daughter, Laura, and everything he he owns behind to try to stop him. He's stopped this company very, like, he just puts it on himself that he needs to do this. So he leaves Laura at a young age, um, is presumed dead after years go by. Uh, we find Laura is um, not very confident in herself or something, but she's um, she's well, she's confident in herself, but she has a very much a not never back down. She's a very stubborn kind of mentality, and she'll you, we get we get um, a shot of her fighting in um, a boxing ring and she gets put in a headlock and she doesn't tap out to the very last second. Um, she's out doing um, kind of uh, food delivery service in New York and she'll... She's doing anything for money. She's low on money. And then you find out that she at any point could be could sign a paper and have all the money to the Croft estate, which is something like uh, similar to, I guess, like a, I can't think of a, uh, uh, something to compare it to. Something like the estate of, of Bruce Wayne or something like that. Um, she, she's, she could be rich at any moment if she just signs the right papers and, you know, takes control of the company which I'm not sure what the company does 
it's never really never really explained so what happens is that she decides to go sign for the company is about to sign and the guy that is there getting her to sign the papers hands her a puzzle on uh, the moment she's about to sign she 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 takes the puzzle figures it out and finds out that her dad did all this stuff to keep Himiko from coming back to the land of the living and she takes it and it's like I maybe my dad's still alive um, out on this island she goes out on the island she finds people are trying to find Himiko um, she finds her dad and um, and just falls into more like um, they find Himiko puzzles kind of um, Raiders of the Lost Ark style stuff uh, happens and it goes on I so she it's presumed that her dad is dead uh, that's just the the gist of it at right at right at the top and I prefer I, I would I prefer that because her getting to the island and then finding out that her dad and the way that she finds her dad too is just it, it kind of undercuts an emotion a big moment in the movie that it, it could have it could have really worked I did not like that her dad was alive it there was too many moments in the movie that felt like her dad's dead she's she's grieve she's never really got over that there's a chance that her dad could be alive um, is told by the villain of the movie um, uh, played by Walton Goggins Goggins I don't know how to pronounce the last name um, he plays Matthias Vogel and her dad is played by Dominic West you he, he's in a lot of films and she gets to the island. Um, the villain, Matthias, tells her that he killed her her dad. So it's another moment that she thinks that her finds out that her dad is dead. And then um, there's a moment where Laura has to kill someone, and that moment, <clears throat> that moment is is very intense it's, it's, it's amazing um it's really showing laura has to do this to survive right after that she sees someone looking at her through the woods she chases after them um finds his little camp and it's her dad that moment of her having to make her first kill as you know Tomb Raider is famous for, you know, shooting and puzzles and lots of action. That's a big moment for her because that's her first kill. And it is quickly undercut because of because of um, her dad watching her from the woods. And 
not even knowing that it's, he thinks it's a hallucination. He thinks that um, he's been on this island far too many times and, or far too long. And it's uh, a hallucination. That, that, that really bothered me. That could have been in a great moment. We could really see Laura have to deal with the, the fact that she had to do that. It, and it's just undercut. I, I didn't like it. I just don't like that her dad was alive in this, um, in this, uh, version of, of this story. Um, there's some other moments in it that I wish were more, I don't know, it, the movie played out very kind of predictable, um, there was one moment of it that I, I didn't expect that was, I was like, okay, that, that works, which is the ending when they find Himiko, um, her, they plan to take her, the, this company um, that Matthias works for wants to take her back to the company um, and see if they can harness any type of supernatural stuff from her. Uh, it, it turns out that she, um, when they get into her tomb, there's paintings all around that show that she's not really a death god or a witch or whatever. She's sacrificing herself. Finds out, you find out that she's a carrier of a very quick killing or almost zombie-like plague thing. So, that's pretty unpredictable. I didn't see that coming. Um, I, I, I liked that, though. The, the element of it, though, getting to it felt very um, Tomb Raider-esque. Lots of puzzles to get there. I wish the movie had more puzzles. Um, that might be coming from a being a fan of the Tomb Raider games, especially the new ones, there's more puzzles to them, uh, more adventure-esque type stuff. But the the film was just kind of predictable and kind of painted by numbers um, for some things. Like, all right, she finds out that her dad's doing this thing. She has to go get to the island, which she uh, finds a like this uh, boat captain... He takes her to the island. He doesn't even have the big role of, in the movie. This, um, the boat captain, uh, Lou Ren, played by Daniel Wu. Um, it, it just, he doesn't have a big part of it. It's almost like it was just a, a tool to get him, get her to the island. Because after that, he's just, he's just seen and kind of there. And, I feel like he could have been used more. Because in the game, they have more, like a whole crew on the ship is getting to this island, and they all end up, most of them at least, end up on the island as well. And you got some pretty good interactions between them and Laura. But it, it didn't really work for this movie. He was just kind of there and didn't 
do a whole lot. And that feels like a, I don't know, I feel like this movie, like, could have been great. I mean, there's a lot of movies like that out there, but this could have been really good based on the source material. Um, granted, I'm going to get into this when we talk about video games and movies, but you have a big, it's almost like a book where you have movies based off books. You have a lot of source material that you can use for the movie. And I understand that it's hard to get all of that into a, you know, 90 minute or two hour long movie. That's, it can be pretty tough just trying to cut down anything like that to a, to a script. It's, it's pretty tough. And to, to even nail everything that worked for the game, but could work for a movie without being, you know, six hours long. Which makes, makes the movie kind of, they, they take, so they, they add stuff that they think would add, would be better for a movie. Um, I, I will say that just, it is close to the games, but it's not close enough. I wish there was more of Laura becoming more of the Tomb Raider kind of feel that we get from the old games and the, um, the Angelina movies, but this is her first steps. It it could have been much better than what it was. At least I believe so. Um, in the in the game, you get more suspense, more action, and more puzzles. But like I said, that's a, that's, that's a lot of material to try to pull into a movie. Um, the The ending with it being um, more realistic than supernatural, I didn't specifically hate that, but I didn't, I didn't want that. I wanted it to be supernatural. I wanted there to be a supernatural element to it. I actually wanted them to find something extraordinary, um, something supernatural or something wild the the sense of it being a, a carrier of a plague type thing was cool unpredictable but again i think a supernatural element could have been better even though if it was predictable i, I would i think i would have liked the supernatural element a bit, a bit more um there are some moments in it that wink to the games um there's wounds that she gets that are almost exactly like the in the Tomb Raider game. Um, the um, there's a moment with a plane and a parachute that are almost I'm pretty sure are exactly like from the game. I think they did a good job of nailing some things on it. They they could have really picked up on making it more like the game and less like a typical or stereotypical uh, action 
adventure movie. I will say that I enjoyed watching it. Um, I don't recommend going out of your way to see it in theaters. You can wait for this to come out on, you know, Redbox or to Netflix or something like that. It's not a have to go see it right now kind of movie unless you really want to spend the money to see it. It's it's okay. It's 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 good. I enjoyed it. Now with that out of the way, um, let's get into do video games make for good movies? And I think this has been kind of a topic of um, debate for some time um, among you know film film buffs and just anybody that plays video games or knows the the world of video games in the world of cinema they both have they kind of have this history of if it's a video game movie it's bad um, you can look at Prince of Persia the original Tomb Raider game or movies um, uh, what was there uh, um, Blood Rain um, Assassin's Creed a lot of them and none of them have been just great. Some have been good, better than okay, or just flat out bad. And that's that's um, something we're going to get into. Can a video game transfer to the screen and make for a good movie? I think... I think it can. I think I'm I'm pretty sure it can. It's a lot like a like I said before, it's a lot like a book being transferred to screen. Sometimes those those books to screen aren't great. And because there's so much source material that a, a book is pretty that's a lot to deal with and you know what's going through all these characters' heads and and there's a lot to deal with. Um trying to bring that over to something that is completely visual but for video games they are completely visual so you have a lot of references that you can pull that make your film more uh kind of more accurate to your source material like for tomb raider the actress and her look and the way they they fit her for the costuming looks exactly like from the game that's great and that and that that really brings in the people that have played the game to see that movie but again you when you don't look at the source material for the for the material to fit the movie you might be uh, you know out upsetting upsetting the audience your viewers so again this is this is something that a lot of people have seen that when i watch these movies that are based on video games they try to fit a you know 5 to 6 hour game into a um, 
less than two hour long movie. It's it's hard to fit that stuff in there, and very rarely does it work. Um, one of the only movies I think that it worked for, because this is such a loose title, was Need for Speed. Now, that those games, every time you play those games, it's a new story, and it's mainly about just racing. So they took, they take um, that Need for Speed title and apply it to a story that, you know, Need for Speed doesn't have an o- overarching story like Tomb Raider or like Halo or, um, you know, Warcraft or something like that. Those stories are individually done for that game. So when it comes to a movie, you could easily throw in your own story for it and add cars to it and as long as it's got that need for speed like the game feel it will work but when you have something like Assassin's Creed you have I don't know how many games there are for that it's got to be over six now there's an overarching story for those and to try to fit in that story into one movie that's pretty tough. You you have to really know how to do it to make it work. There it's it's it could video games could would do better if they were if you could fit them into um a TV series like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think they could really pop more with their audiences because you have so much time and so much story to fit into a TV series like you could do with, with Game of Thrones or how Netflix is doing with the uh, Marvel, like uh, Jessica Jones or Tomb Raider, I mean, um, Tomb Raider, uh, Punisher and uh, Daredevil. You have stuff like Altered Carbon. It, there's so, like, you could fit so much in that series and it still be very gorgeous and cinematic and tell a great story you have what like 13 episodes to do it in it's 13 hours of just story and that would fit better for video games in in my opinion instead of trying to make them a movie that's not saying that video games can't be made into movies and i think that video games are even trying to be more like movies than any, than anything else. If you look at the game The Last of Us, there's moments in that that feel like you're watching a movie. Purely just gorgeous moments, like when Joel, one of the main characters, opens a door, a huge rusty door, and just, boom, sunlight, and you get this moment of seeing the city covered in green, the sun shining through, and you've never seen a moment like this in the game. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's something that looks like it's out of a movie. Video games are trying to be more aimed towards... Video games, I believe, they are their own art. They They have amazing stories, and they're beautiful to watch and play, and just 
there's moments in games like the new Zelda Breath of the Wild where you just sit down and just, just look at the horizon and it's gorgeous. That that's to me that's art. I mean, there's there's true artists working on this stuff. And you can't say that 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 they're not taking elements from how movies did it to to apply to their art style to video games. It's you can see even video games kind of borrowing stuff from movies. If you if you find the right games, you can see moments like from you know war movies like Saving Private Ryan goes into some of the Call of Duty games and Battlefield games. They copy those moments. Just how um, big war movies, when an explosion goes off, they, they cut out that sound and you hear that ringing. Well, almost every Call of Duty or Battlefield or war-style first-person shooter has that moment in it. And they are trying to be more like movies. And now we have moment we have people there there's so, there's cutscenes in video games that when a moment reaches when you're done when you can fall into a cutscene after a level is done or something like that and it's like watching a movie it's the camera work is well done most of the time and you got some great acting in these they're you're they're pulling huge actors from from Hollywood to do video games and to do the motion capture and the face capture and all that so you get some great some really great um, elements from these actors and they just they just bring it and you can really feel it from some of them and these games have these amazing cinematics some some are real short some are you know you can watch while you're playing like you you can control the camera and the character while it's happening others go straight into just like a movie and from that people have cut those cinematics out and created a whole movie and cut it together in like some editing program and put it on youtube and people watch them i mean i've watched a couple of them so the market, I mean, people watch these, so that it's there. Like, the I think the market's there for these, you know, video games to be made into movies, and people just want to watch them. If they can't, you know, can't afford to you know, play the game, the games are pretty expensive nowadays. It's like 60-some bucks for a console game. Um, and if you, and if you don't want to, you know, play it, but you want to know the story, you can pull it up on YouTube and watch it. So there's there's definitely a market for people watching the stories of these games come to life on screen. But I believe that when this this the execution from video game to script to screen is that's the that's the issue that they're having. Visually, they've got it. I, th I think most of these production companies have got it down. 
or these directors they've they've got it i mean Lara Croft she looked great visually it fit just like the games Warcraft um based on the uh, World of Warcraft game looked visually again looked great but the story wasn't there um for people that play World of Warcraft they they can understand it immediately like they it clicked but i i never played World of Warcraft so watching the movie i was lost and they barely hit on stuff in that movie about the world and how everything works so you have to really know how these um how to really transfer it over and make it work for a larger audience instead of just the gamers. I think that might be the the point where it's they're having a hard time. But if the story's there, again, I've hit on this in the, uh, some other episodes of the podcast. If the story's there, everything will work. I think it's mainly the story that has to hit the right elements from the source material that will make everything work on screen. Of course, you have to have the right director and the right actors. But visually, I think they've they've nailed it. It's it's a very interesting like moment for because we could right now we can do anything we want on screen. I mean, they're <laughs> like uh, Geostorm. You they've creating weather machines and just like a uh, destroying the planet and stuff and that uh i'm pretty sure that movie didn't do well but and we have dinosaurs like jurassic world you can do anything on screen right now so saying that a video game can't be done on screen any video game is i think it's just an excuse that they can't they don't want to do it I understand that there's some stuff that's huge. It has a lot of stuff to it. But again, if you just hit the right source material and put it in there, I think it could work. Um, it's it's very interesting how video games has affected movies, I believe. Because even from the early video games, they've made video games fitting to movies that have came out. You have so many Star Wars games, even from the very beginning of early video games in arcades, they got a license with Star Wars and started pumping out um, Star Wars games. Um, you've got games based on, you know, E.T. or, um, yeah, I mean, any of the Star Wars games. I mean, you could, there's so many old ones up to now. You have Battlefront and... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and I think that games don't do that many um, based off of movie type games anymore. Not like I don't think a lot of companies want to do that anymore. But some stick out um, to me, and and when I when I think about it, which really work for bringing your characters from movies into video games. Um, 
of course you've got games like the Star Wars series, which is a franchise, so you have, and that's a universe, so you can definitely throw anything you want into there in a whole new story, run into some characters or something from the movies, and that work. Um, and then you have uh, the Telltale series. If you haven't heard of the Telltale series, it's a kind of choose-your-own-adventure style game where you go around doing different stuff or investigating things. But there's a lot of them based off of movies or TV shows, like uh, Back to the Future. Um, you have a Game of Thrones one. And I think those games really work for movies and story, really story-driven games that are really story-driven game, uh, movies brought into games. It's, it's really... It, it those that that works i think it really works for video games that are pulling from movies and any a lot of not a lot of movies or tv shows are getting video games but when they do it seems like it goes to these really story driven games where like the telltale series um and I think that fans are are pretty happy with um, bringing. I think. All right, I'm, I'm going to jump back to what I was saying before that these. I think that fans of video games want to see some of these um, games made into movies. I mean, I I want to. I would love to see. Some of my favorite games made into movies, um, like the the I, I love Halo, so I love to see some Halo movies. There have been a couple of them, smaller, like either straight to DVD or digital release type movies that um, have really some didn't work and some did, but it's a small budget kind of um, film. I would love to see a Halo movie. Um, brought on screen or um, you know a, a I really like the Wolfenstein um, games that that would be a great TV series um, there's I think there's a there's a definitely a fan base for it but again you have to make them fit for all of the um, you know, huge audience out there you, and if you go on YouTube and you look up some some games, some people have made short films based on video games, and they really work. They they really pop. And I think so. I think that really shows. Some aren't that great. Some some are really good, but I think there's a that really shows that people want to see this stuff, and they really want to, you know, bring it to life um, outside of just playing it. And I think there the another element that people hit on that I've heard in debates about video games and movies is that you can't take something that is interactive, like a video game, and bring it to screen where it's you're watching a narrative um, flow. I don't. I don't. I again. I don't think that that's really the the problem i think the problem is nailing the source material 
and using the right elements from it to create the movie or just making the story really pop because you have um, people watching these cinematics from video games on YouTube or um, you know watching people play the games through Twitch and stream it. I think people do want to watch them and just because you're taking away the interactive element isn't going to stop people from watching it. I think that's uh, not really an excuse for it. And then there's how there's video games that have, or movies that are borrowing elements from video games. If you look at Jumanji, the the latest Jumanji, I guess you could call it Jumanji 2, but it's um, pretty sure it's called Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. That is the Jumanji board, the board game from the first movie, transforms into a video game, and they get sucked into a video game. So you have moments that are just like a video game. You have um, non-playable characters, NPCs, you have items you have to collect, there's different levels, you have different lives. Um, coming into coming into this uh, world, so if you don't know a lot about video games, you may have lost some of the elements in that movie. So these video games have definitely influenced uh, movies. That's just one of the latest examples. I mean, if you look at um, Ready Player One that's coming out soon, I think next weekend, it, um, it, it is based off a book, but there's tons of stuff that you can... Uh, so the book is very... It, I like the book. I read it and enjoyed it. I like all the references. I think it's cute and cheeky and just you know something to smile about while you're reading. But there's elements in that 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 you know you're reading it and you're creating it in your head based on what you're reading. But then when you transfer it to screen, you can throw stuff in the background like you know Tracer from um, Overwatch or Chun Li or Battletoads or you know characters from Joust or something like that. It's you video games are definitely a strong medium that I think movies in Hollywood. Or TV are going to try to borrow because you have some great elements from like The Last of Us I think really influenced um, Logan you have a much older guy trying to make his way across country with a like a young girl trying just to survive and there's elements of that game that I saw in that movie, especially with them driving cross country, it's it's a I mean just a some great elements transferred over because it fits so well. Both of those both of those stories come to get coming together. Um, I mean, you could that they were definitely pulling elements from, and there's just I think that there's moments that you get from some amazing video games in movies that aren't exactly, you know, trying to create, you know, this is straight from a video game, but they do reference them. I, I Video games are becoming more and more influential, and I think Hollywood is seeing that. It's, especially with how Twitch is working, um, 
you do have these personalities that are playing these games and you want to watch and hear, but again, you're watching them play the game and if they're playing a story game, a lot of them will, you know, let the whole story fall out in front of you and and they're watching they're enjoying the game with another person um, and they're talking about it and it's tons of people are watching it so I think that there's definitely a market for people wanting to watch you know great stories pulled from video games and put onto the big screen um, there's there's some great games out there that would make great movies or uh, TV shows. The Last of Us is definitely one. Um, that's definitely one that comes to mind right now. Such a great story from that game. Um, I would love to see it uh, as a series, not so much as a movie. There's so much going on in that uh, in that game. But I want to know um, what you guys think. If if you think that's um, how it is, or if you've got your own opinions on it, I'd like to hear them. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud audio files. Um, you can uh, send them, send me some comments on my Instagram page at Mark Web Film, and just let me know how you feel about this. I'll be posting a uh, link to this or a um, update to this episode on my Instagram page and. I want to see what you say, um, but for now, that's the end of this topic. That's a pretty interesting, that, at least that's my views on it, it's a pretty interesting topic to talk about with um, both such a strong medium for story. That'll be, that's going to be, that's going to bring this episode to a close, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one, um, sorry there wasn't an episode last week. I was off on a uh, job, but that brings this episode to a close, and I will catch you in the next one.